0: Hello, and welcome to the Quilt MC Developer Meetings Podcast, the podcast that isn't really a podcast. If you're new here, this is just a collection of recordings of each public Quilt Project Developer Meeting, lightly edited for comfort and uploaded as a podcast for ease of accessibility. Our meetings are held on Discord every two weeks, relayed from a Mumble server, and recorded live, hence the lower audio quality. For more information on what the Quilt Project is and what we do here, please head over to quiltmc.org. Did I accidentally click the ping everyone button again? Uh, Yeah, I think I did. (laughs) Can someone on the mumble side say something to make sure it's working?
1: Hello. Something. Hello.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Meeting blows up, immediately deflates. Yeah, you see, this is what happens when I accidentally ping everyone. Someone's going to complain, I bet. Yes, so uh, for those of you that aren't familiar or haven't been here for the last meeting, um, the bot we were using to record the meetings was threatening to be dead. Uh, It turns out it is not, but I'm not paying for it at the moment, so we're using Mumble so that we can record instead. Um, And it does all the, the stuff that we need for sales to make the podcast, so that's why we're using it. So everyone is there on a Mumble server on the other side of that Mumble bot. That's basically the gist of it. It makes space laser noises because people are setting avatar, not avatar, uh, what's the word, bios, profile bios. You can turn that off. Anyway, uh, I'll give a couple more minutes and then we can get started. Same format as always, of course. Um, I'm going to try and remind people to say who they are the first time they talk. So that everyone knows for the sake of the podcast i hope i hope you people don't mind but that's all right i'm sure and we'll try and read out the questions as well speaking of questions if you have any use the slash ask command and we'll get to them at the end of the meeting probably hopefully don't worry i've got a list i was (laughs) for those of you on mumble by the way i think i'm gonna stay on discord for audio um It's just much harder to mess up my audio setup that way. Is that okay? Can you record that okay, South? I assume you can. Good, good. Nobody else will be talking on this side, so... All right, nice. Works for me. What good is an alt if it's not on the server, right? All right. In about a minute, we'll start. You make it sound like some kind of perfume. Permission. By (laughs) G-Dude. All right. I guess we can start. Y'all ready? (laughs) all right uh let's get started um first on my list i tend to go in alphabetical order you may have noticed uh build tools uh so
2: glitch would you like to have a word okay sure um as always there hasn't been much in the ways of build tools uh i ended up doing some work since the last time i talked on vanilla gradle on being able to remap uh the compiled mod to like hashed or intermediary or something like that but uh that ended up going on the wayside because i realized i can make loader mostly work with fabric loom so i ended up spending my time on loader instead because once loader's working we technically don't need to use um a custom build tool we just have to give up some things like we can't use hashed um and that's pretty much it really.
0: Alright. I mean hey, progress is progress, and it sounds like some has been happening, which is excellent. Uh next on the list is community tools. Me. Surprise, surprise. Um Cozy wise, not much. Uh we've been looking into a new thing we're testing. Uh which Discord is has well, we're test bed for yet another thing, I guess. We're testing slash command permissions, which is a, a new thing on the community server. Um, there's not much to do with Cozy right now because it's not on both servers, so I can't like change anything to use it, but we've set it up, and you'll see like some of the slash commands will be grayed out, and they'll eventually be hidden, we hope. Um, otherwise, community tooling hasn't been doing a ton. I have been redoing the website. Um, it's going quite well. Um, uh, I think anyway, uh, I'll give you a link. I put up this like sort of testing site you can use to see how it's going. Um, yeah, I'm having fun, but there's still a lot to do. Uh, I'm working on the about pages right now and I haven't pushed them to the site because we need everyone to agree on them. But yeah, when they're done, they'll be up. They'll be like a nice timeline and all sorts of things like that. Still going to be a while. If anyone has any feedback, that's the link. Let me know how bad it is. Uh, Otherwise, that's about it at the moment. I'm actually resting today, so don't yell too loudly. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next on my list is Loader. Um, Alex? Hello. Yes. Um, As
3: Glitch mentioned,
0: he's been uh,
3: updating from Fabric Upstream. That that work isn't quite done yet. Um, I'm working on it a little bit as well, but Basically, we're quite close to being able to do, to being able to be updated,
0: which is good. Um, I think that's about it from Loader. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Alex. Um, Oro, would you like to talk about the mappings? Yes, give me just one second.
1: All right, yeah, okay. So, mappings, obviously, we had 22W05A and 22W06A. There weren't a lot of changes for 05A, but, uh, 06A, um, obviously with all the tag changes that introduced a lot of stuff that could be lost, luckily for us with, uh, Lambda Aura's amazing mappings matcher, we were able to save about, uh, what was it, about, uh, like not just over a third, maybe like 40% of, uh, the mappings that, uh, we could lose, so that was very good. Um, so we have those still. Um, we got lots of pull requests in uh, that were merged in, even more from twenty-two w six a. So that QSL work can start. It's been it's uh, definitely a really nice uptick in the work. And then another thing is, Cheater and I are currently in the very earliest stages of discussing. Uh, completely changing how mappings in the Quilt environment work. Um, One thing is uh, multi-version mappings so that the same mappings can target um, multiple versions so that when changing between versions, you don't have to um, lose mappings or uh, old versions still get updated. And another thing on top of that is we're also considering moving away from Tiny as the format for mappings on the quilt ecosystem, just because it's an extra step, and uh all the data that Enigma has tiny also has essentially so yeah those are those are the gists for what mapping has been going through
0: thanks for that Aurora. sounds like a lot of progress either way, and could work on that aurora uh speaking of Aurora, would you like to talk about q s l yes, 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 um so
4: in the last weeks we had well snapshots. Um so um I I don't remember when exactly the last meeting was.
0: Last meeting was the twenty ninth, I think.
4: Okay, so since then we merged the tooltip API which introduced um some new callbacks like the item tooltip one and stuff related to tooltip components um with a convertible tooltip data uh interface for the for tooltip data um so a lot of utilities some nice stuff um um the one of the difference with Fabric API in that API is we can use um, um, some of the new features and interface. And the, for a long time, it wasn't possible to inject into interfaces. So now it's possible, so it's much cleaner. And the other module that has been merged is networking API. Well, was one that uh, that have been. Uh, to W06 a um, which was quite painful because um Mo-Ying moved a lot of stuff and kind of wrecked tags um, but it's far the better honestly now we can actually have tags for unusual historiies um, well, I thought uh, awful acts in the API so that's nice um, but it caused some issues with QSL porting um, basically we had to disable the tags API for now until it gets properly rewritten and there was a little debate that we had months ago um, that had to be brought up into the table again which was mod entry points in QSL. The main issue was that uh, we think game entry points in loader doesn't make a lot of sense because it doesn't make it very game agnostic or version agnostic, as it needs a quite lengthy injunction method, which is raw ASM. So that's ter- terrible for maintenance, and um, it means that for new versions that change the entry point logic, it needs to it requires a loader update. Um, the the thing is, game entry points in loader are kind of useless in some ways because, um. Usually, when you use an endpoint, it's usually because you have an API to call stuff to hook into. If you don't have an API, you are most likely to use entirely mixins. So, um, we did a little vote, and turns out a lot of people think that it's fine to move them to yourselves. So we did that, and just to be clear um the pre-launch entry point still in the loader which still can be used for like config loading if you have a mid mod so it shouldn't cause too many issues and the module the entry points have been moved to is um the the um the most small module of qsl Basically it doesn't have any dependencies it only contains the event uh, framework, a little utility from for auto testing servers and well now the game entry points, so it's very easy to join if needed and that's kind of it for now, aside from that we have uh, still a lot of new um people to go
0: through
4: um yeah i think that's it
0: excellent thanks for that that's certainly quite a lot to be getting on with for one uh fortnight hasn't it (laughs) excellent good work now um before we move on um do any of the projects have any outstanding prs or anything that need looking at by the rest of the community
2: QSL can always use look on everything. Um, Please feel free to look through. Even things like checking grammar on Java docs is helpful. You don't have to understand what's going on to be able to review a PR. And every bit helps.
1: I'll also say that uh, if you want to look at mappings, PR number five on quilt mappings can always use reviews. Yes, it's 2,000 lines long. Yes, it touches every single part of what Quilt Mappings does. And yes, its scope has creeped, but those rendering mappings need updating, and I kind of just fixed a bunch of things in that PR as well as I came across them. So you can, if you find any issues in that, I will definitely be glad because uh, it's, there's a lot to look at, and we haven't implemented the spell checker yet. But that's something that
0: will come eventually all right sounds good now um we should probably talk about what happened internally recently right since uh it was proposed
5: <laughs> or uh he been you.
0: uh should i start talking about it or i, I don't know I, I can know. talk about it i don't mind <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so uh basically this is uh basically an organizational change um everyone here knows i5 obviously um He isn't here at the meeting today. He's actually quite busy, but he is stepping down from the admin position at Quilt because he's moving on from Minecraft modding in general. Now, he's still going to be around just to answer questions, but he's not going to be active here. Um, Now, as you may know, if you've read our RFCs, we need at least three admins, and we need an odd number of admins. This, of course, means that we have to hold an election. Um... If you've seen the recent changes to the governance uh, RFC by cheater codes, uh, I think the PR is still open. It hasn't been merged yet, but we decided to follow it and go with ranked choice voting. Now, uh, it turns out we only had two candidates, so it was a bit of a, a moot thing for us, but we decided to use it anyway. It worked out just fine. Um, we have a whole system where uh, we use a website which generates uh, unique voting link for everyone. So everyone gets their own link. And only once the thing has closed can we get at the results. So there's no like, oh, this person's getting more votes, so I'm gonna stack a vote on top, you know. So nobody can see who's voted for what and nobody can see what the votes are looking like until the poll closes, including the person that started it. Anyway, long who story short, um, sorry, who gets who, the vote? Yeah, who gets uh, everyone vote. Everyone who is part of the community team or the development teams gets to vote. So, any quilt cool developer teams, anyone in the community team, uh, moderators, event man- event people, uh, community managers, and of course the admins. Uh, I'll drag it up in a few minutes, or somebody else, kind of, if they want to check the pins of the thread. Um. Anyway, so we had two candidates, and the person who ended up winning the vote by a margin of, I think it was like three votes, was Oro Armor. So congrats, Oro. Um, this is no surprise to you at all, but hey. <laughs> thank you, so, thank you, thank you. Indeed. Um, so we'll be setting Oro up soonish. Um, we need I-5 to transfer a few things over. Um, but yeah, that should be nice and smooth. Not, we don't have a, an ETA for it, but it should be fairly soon, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to working with ORO. to be honest. It's a great choice. Great choice. Um, If anyone wants the results link, you can have it. But like it's two candidates or a one by three votes. (laughs) All right. So if anyone has any questions that they want answered, use the ask command. Uh, We've got a couple in already, so we'll start going through those in a sec. Um, It's slash ask. You can ask basically anything you want, although do try and keep it somewhat relevant. (laughs) Okay, let's have a look here. Uh, Cheater, do you want to take that one? Don't forget to read it out. Yes, I'll I'll
5: take it in two minutes.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's all right. Let's look at the other one here. Uh, I will throw this one out. So I was is basically asking about the uh, possibility of um, security disclosure system. Uh, like, yeah, we're going to have something. Um, we haven't really talked about it yet. <laughs> uh, I do believe that GitHub has a system for it. Yeah, South just said GitHub has a system for it. It will almost certainly just use that. But uh, honestly, we haven't talked about it yet. Um, if you have any suggestions, we'll take them, of course. But... Yeah, I imagine GitHub system is probably the most likely thing we'll end up using for that one. Yeah, they, they do. I haven't used it much, but they definitely do have one. Because I, I know um, I have some friends at the Python server that have used it, and they uh, there's, a, there's a button you can click which makes a CVE. So, yeah, there's a whole thing there. I just haven't looked at it much. Uh, are you ready for that question, Cheater?
5: Sure, let's, let's do it now. Um, sure. Okay, so question by that trolls. Are, why are you switching to a less supported format with less features? So, this is what we're talking about before um, that we're considering dropping tiny and just using Enigma of Epics instead. Um, so, first of all, I want to go about, quickly about the reason why we, well, I, I guess I brought it up really. Um, if you're aware of how Quilt Mappings works, you know that the Quilt Mappings repository is in the Enigma format. So, Enigma supports splitting the mapping files up into a directory tree of files, so each class gets its own file, which is not supported by Tiny. And this is much more convenient for GitHub. Um, PRs are just it's more easily visible who changes what file when you make a PR. So that makes total sense that this is Enigma. And if you then compare Enigma and Tiny, you'll notice that they are basically exactly the same. So most, there's there's three differences, really. Um, Difference number one is that Enigma uses complete words like class, method, and arg instead of just C and M and A single letters like Tiny does. Um, the second difference is that Enigma handles nested classes as nested classes so their members, the mappings for inner classes are members of the outer class mappings whereas Tiny has uh, changes them into flat mappings. Uh, And the third difference, which is possibly the most relevant one, is that Tiny supports multiple namespaces. So, in general, the formats are quite similar. Um, And what we've talked about is adjusting Quilt mappings to allow uh, for support multiple Minecraft versions in a single thing, which would mean we could extend Enigma to use specify version ranges for mappings or transitive mappings or something. The other thing is we've considered putting unpick into the mappings format itself, or the annotations, um, like changing obfuscated to override only. Annotations also put that into quote mappings. And if we wanted to do that, we would have to change enigma mappings because that's what the repository uses. And we'd also have to change tiny mappings. it also means we have to continue maintaining the tiny ecosystem, which is tiny mappings parser, tiny mapping, uh, tiny mapper. I don't know. Aura knows all of them. There's like five or six. All of them have their own separate tiny mappings parser and reading and writing system. Um, they're all undocumented, not written by us. And we would have to maintain it for no reason. So we're considering just dropping this. Um, in order to lessen the uh, maintenance burden. Um, tiny, we asked why, what the reason is that we even have tiny in the first place. But we couldn't really get a conclusive answer. There's somewhere like, it's better for compressibility, which is not wrong. It's better for uh, what were the other arguments? I forgot. Uh, better for, it. it passing is it, easier, which is not true because it's basically the same file format. So the only thing is multiple mappings, multiple namespaces, but single file. Thanks, Kai Rising. The argument was that Tiny can have a single file, but Enigma also has single file format. So yeah, there's not much benefit to using Tiny, other than, yeah, there's not much benefit to using Tiny, but we'd have to maintain a lot more stuff. And, we don't really feel like maintaining software that we have no use for.
1: Um, Cheetah, there's another question that's fairly similar. I think um, I'll pop in here a little bit too Um, from Sure 15 I always forget what we call call you. Uh, If fully switching to Enigma mappings, would new features be added to the format or would it be more of a fork in the future? Um, We've talked about this a little bit, Chris. Yeah. Okay. there are a couple things we do want to add to the format, um, not too much, and it's it's something that could be done through like a, a properties, just like tag on something, instead of a more complete um, like expanding of the format. But there's not too much we'd want to add. But there's just a little couple things that we could add that would uh, definitely improve uh, the format. But as it stands, that's, uh, I don't think we were super into considering that. I, I don't remember exactly from our conversation. Was it yesterday or two days ago? That was two days
5: ago. That's, I, I couldn't actually find upstream of Enigma anymore. I'm not sure if it still exists. Um, the Bitbucket link is that The website links to the same Bitbucket link, which is dead. So upstream Enigma doesn't really exist. So we're on our own anyway. <laughs> Of course, like I don't think we could, just call, we could just keep calling it Enigma. I'm not sure if that would work. We could also not just make it Enigma v2. So we'll have to see how that works out. There's definitely going to be a RSC, and you can comment on that uh, once we have that. But we just wanted to give a quick, head, a quick heads up what we're talking about internally.
0: All right. Thanks for answering those. Um, I'll take this one. Jalam is asking what the ETA for the Cozy Discord modularization issue is and what modules are planned to be created. Uh, As always, no ETA. Uh, Again, it's really just me working on these. It's going to take a while. Um, I'm planning on factoring out pretty much everything that isn't Quilt-specific, though, so the filtering system, the user cleanup system is already done, kind of. Uh, What else is in there? The thread management system. Basically, everything that Cozy does will be modularized deliberately uh, to make it possible for other bots to use the modules. So, like, yeah, if you like something Cozy does and you're not using a fork like Chris's, then this will be interesting for you. But it's going to be a while, uh, because I have a lot to do. (laughs) Uh, Aurora, do you want to take that one? So... um.
4: Will Quilt end up with a Biome API, WorldGen API to make working with 1.18 plus WorldGen biomes far easier? Currently, um, it's really hard to say when it will happen because there's a lot of modules to work on on QSL. And, well, the thing is, in the current contributors, there's not a lot of world-gen uh, people, so unless there's one that can sit down and start writing something, um, it might not happen, like, right now. Um, it's really hard to answer that question because we really don't know when it will happen. So, yeah.
0: Thanks for that, Aurora. Um. There's another one there from Trollzer. Uh Can anyone take that? Uh,
3: so Trollsir asked, "Will loader still support loading tiny mappings?" Um, I can't see a reason why we'd remove support for loading tiny mappings. Um, so yeah, I, I
0: I can't see why we we would ever
3: not support that. Basically.
0: So yeah. So there's there's no reason to not support that. So probably it will support them. Yeah, that makes sense.
5: The big difference. Um, I want to add on to this. Uh, we would not be actively maintaining most of the Tiny toolchain. Like, it would not not get any new features, or anything. It's basically then delegated to just um, keeping the status quo and like maybe keeping Fabric compact.
2: Yeah, we we can we can just use the Fabric libraries for parsing Tiny for that. Uh, so that won't be too much of an issue at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We also, um, I'm not exactly sure what my plans are, but um, we will probably be making a, something similar to mapping IO and we can have our um, parser in there and then not have to um, necessarily use the fabric libraries anymore and kind of remove some of the old dead uh, toolchain stuff.
0: What have we got here? Aurora? that looks like one for you, maybe?
4: Um, Currently QSL is not up to feature priority with F fabric API. Are PRs for modules with no analog to FPI modules be considered at the same priority level for initial release alongside those other fundamental modules? Um well uh it's kind of hard to tell because it really depends on the feature. Um Um, There can be some features that can be considered essential that isn't in Fabric API. Um, I can't think of an example like right now, but there might be some. Um, If you take, for example, the Tags API, it's not a straight port. There's a lot of new features that do not exist at all in Fabric API. And currently, Fabric API do not even have a tag API anymore. So, there's no analog anymore. Um, I think it should still be considered with a high priority because, well, tags are really important. Um, For example, um, there's a PR called command module add server-side argument types. That's quite a useful feature. So, I think whatever comes should be considered with maybe same priority level um in the end i think it really depends on the feature. like some feature in the fabric api itself is not like really um important port like right now um because uh if for initial release it's not like the priority is not is to have something usable but it's not to have an uh exact one to one port, so if you have n- new features, feel free to follow request it um or discuss it just it really depends, but yeah there's there's a possibility that some new features are considered with equal priority. Existing features in Fabric APIs.
2: So to kind of add on to that, um, having having Fabric being Fabric API at initial release isn't a goal for us because there's no real reason to use QSL. Um, We're more concerned with new features right now, but there will be a time where when we're trying to drop having to maintain Fabric support, that catching up with fabricing grabbing everything we missed will become a priority because we don't want to um, like strip away Fabric API and leave people with only half of a usable API.
4: Also, I wanted to add, um, if you take, for, for example, the KeyBinds API for Request, um, well, it's both a port and new features, too. It ports the basics of uh, the Fabric API KeyBind stuff but it also adds much more, like for example, the ability to dynamically disable keybinds, or the ability to show a tooltip on keybinds that conflicts to show which keybinds conflict exactly, or stuff like that. Um, so um, it's also um, some stuff for better mode intercompatibility. So yeah. It's not just straight parts either it's free I have new stuff, of existing stuff that isn't present to yourself, just um, the idea is to bring as much features as we can in the API to ease
0: development. Thanks for that, folks. Uh, Cywiz is asking whether we'll continue to hold meetings like this or whether we'll go back to everyone on Discord. I don't really have a good answer for that one. Uh, Mumble is working quite well. Um, It doesn't rely on someone else's bot. I'm actually hosting the Mumble bot and the Mumble server. Now, while it was convenient to use Carl on Discord, um, they're still doing a lot of work on it. Basically what happened was... uh, Sorry, Craig, not Carl. Thanks, Seth. Um, Basically, what happened was Craig was uh, destined to get uh, yeeted, basically. The developer was kind of done with it. Uh, Some other people have taken it over, but they're doing a lot of work on it at the moment, so I don't really know whether it's likely we'll go back yet. Uh, We may decide to, we may not. Uh, Either way, we're always going to keep it accessible on the stage channel, so, like, you'll still be here to listen to it. Um, but yeah, I'm really not sure I don't have the crystal ball for that. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I understand that there's definitely an accessibility bonus for it. Uh, we had the idea of actually, uh, screen sharing the mumble chat, but then, you know, we realized stages don't actually have that feature. So yeah, maybe if discord implements it, we'll do that. Maybe we'll go back to Craig. Uh, we just don't know yet, unfortunately. Um, Alex, would you like to take Octal's question?
3: Sure. So Octal asks if there are plans for the QSL module downloading. And the answer is yes, yes, there is. This is part of, uh, this is gonna happen with loader plugins um, or sort of just after loader plugins. Um, So it's not specific to QSL um, necessarily. The idea is you'll be able to set any libraries to be auto downloaded if they're not present in the user's mods folder. Um, there, haven't been any, there hasn't been any progress on this in the last two weeks, so I didn't mention it, but yes, there's still there's still plans, and it will still be implemented,
2: uh, just not yet. And adding on, uh, security and things like that are a big concern for us. Uh, when we talk about, like, for 30 seconds on an idea of what this is going to look like, that is not a full picture of all of the precautions that we'll be taking and things like
0: that. Alrighty. righty uh would you ask if there will ever be transcriptions um i'll answer that with a question would you like to make them <laughs> uh it's a lot of work um there are no good automated solutions for it or well at least the ones that are good are quite expensive so like yeah we don't really have plans to do that nobody has time to do it uh, if somebody does it great um we we can't <laughs> uh alex i think that one's yours Okay,
3: so Southbor asks if any libraries can be auto downloaded, how does Loader know where to find them? Um how how exactly this will work is going to be put in, into an RFC and like talked about properly um so that we, we have some much more specific idea of how this is going to work and how we're gonna keep it sort of secure um and how basically how we're gonna download the correct libraries and whatnot. So it's a bit early to be talking about this specifically, but just know that we will be talking about this or we will be discussing this in more detail when we get to the point where we can actually implement this.
0: Uh, Yes, manual transcriptions are out of the question. It's just too much work. Um, I have a lot to do. The others have a lot to do. Uh, Seth does the podcast and they already have to put in quite a lot of effort there. Again, if someone wants to listen to the podcast and do it, great, but we don't have time. We just don't have time. Aurora, yeah, you can take that one if you like. So
4: what is the ideal process to go about requesting modules to QSL? Issue first ask on Discord or a pop-up pull request okay. Um I would say to avoid pop-up pull requests in some ways, unless it's it's a part, but even then discussing first might be better because there might be some um usually when you pull requests uh it's about code review and stuff and it's not about the concept itself. So and it means you have put already a lot of work in it, so it's kind of a risk to take because it means that if it doesn't fit uh or it has a lot of design issues, it might require a rewrite. And uh, I don't think uh, anyone wants to do that. So, the ideal process is um, issue first or ask on Discord. It's obvious. want. Just keep in mind that if there are some people that cannot use Discord for X or Y reason, um, the issue might be more visible. But at the same time, Quilt is currently a very Discord centric community. So, uh, but I would say that on Discord you might expect much quicker responses. So, yeah.
0: Thanks for that, Aurora. Um, Glitch, do you want to take that one? Okay,
2: uh, Chris asks, for the uninformed, can anyone submit RFCs if they have a good idea? Uh, the answer is yes, you are allowed to make any proposals you'd like, whether that be you want to write out an RFC for a new API or you want to change how admins are elected. Um, anyone is allowed to propose anything they want. Uh, obviously it doesn't need to be accepted, but we don't have any restrictions on that.
0: Yeah, but As long as the proposal is, you know, in good faith serious proposal, we'll, we'll certainly give it a, give it a go. Um, no comment asks if there will be a a wiki similar to fabric wiki uh yes question mark we're planning on two wikis actually uh we are going to have a developer wiki uh i think oro is going to be well or you had some work done on that already right
1: uh some very basic kind of just like prototyping a prototype kind of work um Obviously, this is my vision for what I would want the um, dev wiki to look like. And it would be, it would have multiple versions kind of similar to the Forge wiki. But what would be nice is that it forces, it would be built into a Gradle project so that it forces change, like changes to, like, you know, Loom or something like that, force us to make sure that whatever is written um still works so that there's no tutorials that just no longer work like they don't compile or the mappings have changed stuff like that so that every time you go and you look at the wiki uh that whatever code you see there does work on the version you're looking at So that's something I want to make sure that we have. So right now, I think I have a very basic thing where it's a Gradle project that reads some MD files, parses that, and makes some HTML files. But it's not very good right now, and it's uh, like in one file that's like 300 lines long. So it works, but it's not great.
0: Right, and that was regarding the developer wiki. We were also planning on having a separate one for user-facing things. It could be a simpler setup, since we don't need all the developer-side stuff for that. And it might be a bit more accessible for um, modifying it as well. But again, like, this is stuff that we can kind of sort of work on at the moment, but there's other things that we should also be doing at the same time. So I think, like, we will get them done, uh, ideally, before release, but we'll have to see how things go. Um, Arathane, you asked a question. Was that targeted at anyone specifically?
5: Well, I'll just claim it for now, I think. <laughs> um, just to get a general idea out. Um, the question by Arathane was, what's currently in higher priority for a release? Developing a working base product and releasing it or waiting until most, if not all, plant features are done and then releasing it? I haven't been able to finance by the and, um So, I'm gonna, I want to answer this because I keep pestering people about uh, Quilt beta because for a release there's a lot of stuff that needs to like for a proper 1.0 release that should be basically feature complete um, for that we want Chasm working we want maybe a Loom replacement, we want Loader with uh, Loader plugins and dependency download. there's a lot of stuff that we kind of want for version 1 but We also want people to start using it at some point so we can get input. So I really hope we can get a beta version out at some point before that. So I guess my answer to your question is both. But as GDUD said, if you're asking someone specifically, like if it's asking specifically about QSL, um, then it's a bit of a different question. that should be answered by QSL devs.
2: So obviously, uh, ETAs are, um, never accurate. But to kind of give an idea on the difference of work needed for a working base product and a full release. Uh, now, I, I can't make any promises, but we could probably have a base working product of like Loader and QSL in a couple months, probably assuming nothing goes wrong between here and then. But a full release um, is definitely very far out because we have limited people and a lot of stuff we would like to get done. Um, And we, we, you know, we can't wait like a year to give anybody a working product, really.
0: All right. Thanks for all of that, folks. Um, We're out of questions. We do have a couple more minutes. If anyone has anything they want to sneak in there at the end.
2: Please go review
0: QSLPRs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, please go reveal QSL PRs and also the RFC PRs if you if you're interested in that sort of thing.
1: And quote mapping PRs. Uh,
0: cult
4: mapping if you are yeah. uh QSL pull request PR or request contributor, uh, maybe look if your pull request is still uh working on twenty-two W06A. Because some stuff may have broken.
0: All right. I'm not seeing any more questions come in. Uh, Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about?
5: Look at outreach team, RSC.
0: Yeah, that would be a good one to look at. Uh, Getting outreach set up would help a lot.
5: Yeah, especially if someone wants to work on it. That would be highly appreciated. Because you don't need technical knowledge, you need community involvement. So.
0: Yeah, it's not necessarily developer-oriented. It's more uh, website and PR kind of stuff, social media. Um, if anyone's interested in that, there is a PR open, a draft PR on the RFC repo. It would help a lot, um, especially it would help me since a lot of the things I'm doing currently would be better suited to a team of people, so
5: yeah. <laughs> it's actually no in draft. Oh, isn't it? Nice. Nope. No, I think since like two days ago or something.
0: Oh good stuff. <laughs> so Wangdoodle is asking when the chasm specification will be read out in an ASMR format. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if that's uh if there's anyone that can answer that one. <laughs> well Wangdoodle, the question is uh who do you want to read it? <laughs>
5: whenever you do it, Wangdoodle, whenever you do it. Yes. We just need the spec first.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll play it. We'll play it for everyone after a meeting. How about that?
5: <laughs> yeah. All right, I haven't talked about chasm, <laughs> but just saying you can expect a chasm Lang specification RFC soon, <laughs> but not yet.
0: All right. Um, we're pretty close to the end of the meeting time. Uh... We usually don't run over, uh, which is good because uh, we seem to just about manage to get all the questions in anyway. Um. So yeah, uh, as always, keep an eye out for the podcast. South will have that up whenever they have time to do it. Uh, yeah, the questions about transcriptions are good. I I I would like them, but someone has to do it, and it doesn't have to be one of us. So if uh, anyone listening wants to do it, you know. Go ahead, drop a DM or a mod mail. We'll take a look. Um, I think we're about done then. Is there anything anyone on Mumble wants to say before we finish? Well, no news is good news. All right. Thanks for covering everyone. We're going to wrap it up, and we will see you in two weeks' time.
1: Or in the development channel for the after party.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <Development> <laughs>
5: yeah, zero. the
0: voice after party. Voice chat <laughs> after party. Coming out of us. Thanks for coming, everyone.